Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Welcome to Better Together, everybody. It's the 4th of July issue episode. Am I a magazine now or a TV show? I don't know, but hey. (laughs) And I haven't even started drinking yet. Welcome. It's Thursday, July 2nd. We are just two days away from Independence Day, and we will all be celebrating it independently. (laughs) Very good. Very good, Maria. You know, you know. Uh, we are here because when you know better, you get better. Today, you're going to learn how to drink better. You're going to learn how to cook better. Um, and you're going to learn a lot of cool stuff. So you better stay tuned to the very bitter end. We've got a dance party going on here. Um, thank you guys, as always, for joining us. We're going to have a little bit of fun today. Um, not a lot of real major learning. Still learning. I have trivia in the rundown if we want to do oh, it. We do have so. trivia. Okay, yes. cool. No, we always oh. learn something. But we got Meredith Ahern. <laughs> Kevin calls you Meredith Ahern. <laughs> um, in uh, Austin, Texas. Very excited. She's joining no, us from not. there. <laughs> Don't go to Texas right now. <laughs> um, our quote of the day the man who reads nothing at all is better educated than the man who reads nothing but newspapers. That was from Thomas Jefferson. 
Is Thomas Jefferson a questionable historical figure nowadays, Jeff? I don't know if he's one of the questionables. I think he's kind of always been one of the questionables. You know, he did own (laughs) slaves, um, but very controversially, he had a relationship, a very close one with one of his slaves, Sally Hemings. Interesting. I know nothing about Thomas Jefferson, but I'm pretty sure that most historical figures are not cool right now. Not right now. (laughs) In Hamilton, they make him look like a dick. Okay. Um, I just had a feeling he wasn't, and so I don't know why starting with a quote from him today is a good thing. And also... What about the women? He's just talking about the men, the men who read, you know, newspapers and the men and the men. What about the women? That's a good point. And unfortunately, in 1776, they weren't great at including the women. Mm. That's one downside <laughs> to that century of our country's history. Mm-hmm. All right. One One of many. Off to a good start. Okay. Uh, quote of the day. Drink. By Maria Menounos. <laughs> yes. When all else fails, drink, drink, drink. So I've, I've. Loaded up the staff with Bud Lights because I'm too lazy to make drinks like Meredith, who made a bloody margarita. Oh, bloody Maria. <laughs> you should be able to get that one. Um, bloody Mary. Wait, what do you call them now? I don't even remember now. Bloody Mary. Yeah. Mary. Oh, yeah, there you go. Right. But okay. I did mine with Casamigos Mezcal, so it turns it into a Maria. Ooh, damn. That's yeah. the brown one? That's like the black matte one. Oh, I don't even know about that. Oh, it's the best one. It's like smoky. Oh, wait, there's a clear one and there's like a brownish or a golden one. There's four. Oh, Anco. There's Anejo. There's Reposado. Reposado. That's the one. And then there's Mezcal. Damn, Meredith. I didn't know this. And my best friend like helped launch all of this. Okay. All right. Well, oh, yeah. I didn't have never seen that bottle. Cool. Well, when you know better, you get better. When you know better, you get better. <laughs> With Starbucks. No, today. so I haven't had it in, I mean, God, it's been months, right? Like, Kevin's gotten me to do Coffee Bean a couple times at, uh, now lately. Like, we've kind of broken away from the we don't eat out kind of thing. And um, so Jeff this morning was nice enough to say, I'm at Starbucks. Would you like one? I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do. How about that? Let's do a little skinny vanilla latte. And then I took a sip of it, and I was like, this could possibly be the grossest shit I've put in my mouth in a long time. It's oh like sil piss. It, imagine, I've never had sil piss, but if I was going to have sil piss, this is probably what it would taste like. My so. first Starbucks <laughs> after a really long time, it was really good. It was really good. No, I, I don't know. I, Starbucks I don't know is the most disappointing coffee place in the world. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm Bud Lighting it up. My hot take is that I think it's the Valley Starbucks. And I love the Valley. I lived in Burbank when I first moved out here. It's convenient. You can park. It's more of a easy lifestyle. But I'd say over the hill, the Starbucks are better. But it's the same recipes, Jeff. You got to realize that. they have the. Ex- it's corporate. It's not like a no, franchise they, I think where they, they can put, change stuff. No, I agree with Jeff. Yeah. Over the hill. Really? Over the hill, They put seal piss in the uh, coffee. Really? Only in the Valley. Is that Do just because you seal- you're tasting the pretentiousness of being over the hill? 100%. Got it. Do you think seal piss has nutritional value? 100%. Let's call Bear Grylls and ask him. <laughs> Steven was on that so fast. You guys, some baristas are better than others. This is true. Yeah. true. This is True. True. Um, Kevin made me a coffee. Speaking of baristas, he, he fancies himself to be, you know, a barista of sorts. And he put so much stevia in that thing. I thought I was going to throw up from that too. It was just like, it's just, it's like this matting taste on your tongue that just neutralizes everything. Um, I can't have to make like designs in the phone. 
Yeah, I love that. I haven't learned like, how to really do like that a heart yet. Or something for you? I haven't learned how to do that yet. But if I ask Kevin for one more thing in life, he might stab <laughs> me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so uh, some news stories that are of interest today before we get to our 4th of July fun. One that was, I mean, you guys can tell me. Here are the headline, guys. Alabama students attend COVID-19 parties, gamble on who will get sick first. So basically, they all get together. They make sure people who have corona come, and they put a pot of money together, and they gamble on who will get sick first. It's it's sadistic. It's, it's disturbing. It's so upsetting. People in the booth. I'm in. I'm so in. I, I, want, I don't want to say hi, Steven. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's awful. <laughs> What I is wrong? Guys, we, we don't have sports. We don't have football. We don't have basketball. What can we do? They need to televise this. They need to get sponsors behind this. What? Like, this could be the next Steven, big thing. Steven, I know you're kidding, but it's even sad that you say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. No, because no. people can be listening and listen to that. So, no. Guys, what is wrong with people? He's joking. Not funny. So, Violetta's... Um... When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom... For a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between. But it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Daughter has a family friend. The entire family just got Corona. Four of, yeah. the, four of the six are in the hospital. One of them, 38 years old, yesterday died. No pre-existing conditions. Her best friend died yesterday. Oh, this. no. These people are so insane to to gamble with something that is so deadly and so scary. I don't understand. Like, students... And it's not going to stay within them. Like, they're not, not leaving this house for or wherever they're having yeah. these parties. I just don't months. understand. I didn't make, mean to make it a downer, but I'm just sitting here. I'm like, wait... These it's are frightening. students. The steamer Alabama. says "Roll Tide." That's kind of their their Alabama slogan. I, it's yeah. disgusting. It's it's stupid, oh. and it's kind of something that I would expect to see from a college. I agree, honestly. As much as I want to like decry this as insane, I think like when you get the mob mentality of like the kind of bro culture of college, and I'm someone who like maybe at certain points in college could admittedly be guilty to this, not to this extent, but it's that herd mentality that gets people to do things like this. No, but I think that there's still, I think we're smarter and there's more ways of getting media out there and kids are paying more attention than I think I necessarily did to these types of things when I was in college. I mean, I have two sisters that are in college. They would never do this. Yeah. Like literally would never. They are so serious about this. Guys, what is wrong with people? I read that this morning and I'm like, what 
is wrong with people. Okay, so there's that. <laughs> this one's amazing. <laughs> Why? Okay, so um, there's a video. Uh, can Meredith see this? Okay, so Meredith, yeah. check that out. What do you think that is? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's like a. It's like a. It's, it's like a bubble on top of this like yellow stand, everybody, that she's looking at sure. if you're just listening to the audio. Uh, what you're looking at, Meredith, uh, another bunch of students actually created, and it's a concept incubator to grow babies at home. So you don't have to grow a baby inside of you. It's designed to replace the womb and pregnancy. There are feeding tubes and little feeding things you can see through the pod. It sits in your living room. You can watch your baby grow. Uh, parents would understand. parents would be able to live their lives normally. Um, they can watch the fetus grow inside of this pod in their living room. Uh, it has a dock, like I said, to insert food. Oh God! <laughs> what is oh, happening? God. What? There's, there's a microphone to, to speak to the fetus. This isn't real. Uh, oh God! The product is just an idea at this stage. Okay, this is from Tech Insider. It was thought up by students at Product Design in Arnhem. No clue where that is. That might not even be a real place. Um, so is it possible is the question. Well, sort of. Okay. So let me walk you through this. Healthy lambs have been delivered from a bio bag. We are looking at it right now on this video. The bio bags have never been tested with humans, but if a healthy lamb could be born, who knows? Technology is advancing, so it's only a matter of time. Uh, they say, not me, pods like this could replace surrogacy in the future. I'm about to embark on all this. Maybe I just get some of these pods, throw them in the living room and have my baby. <laughs> get a couple anyway. pods. Keep them in the office. Right? <laughs> like, I don't know how much they're going to cost, but I saw this this morning and I was like, you got to be shitting me. Now imagine the juxtaposition of students. You have the morons in Alabama doing COVID parties and you got these people in a non-existent city um, creating pods to have fetuses be born Can into. I, let's, let's be honest though like this can already happen right now the thing that's crazy to me is that they put it in their living room in like a walking traffic space <laughs> like you're gonna knock your baby over like you're straight up gonna Jeff's knock your definitely baby gonna over. knock his baby over jeff knocked over the salt today so he's <laughs> no. gonna knock over the baby for what, sure 100 he's that gonna was... say laura i'm so sorry this is a learning experience i will never knock over the fetus again yeah <laughs> guys I, I just i just got news just got news uh what uh, it appears that a lot of students in Alabama have these baby pods, and they're betting on who's going to knock their baby over first. <laughs> well you played, scared Amelia. me. I thought you meant there were real news. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have real news ever. Oh, man. I was like, oh. <laughs> actually, I had a nightmare last night. I had a lot of actually pleasant dreams after this nightmare, but there was this nightmare, and I don't remember exactly what happened. I went to bed very early, and should we do a beer, beer um, burping contest? Maybe. Let's hold that. 100. Um, yep, yep. yep. So uh, it's just unfortunate because, I, you know, of course, I'm creating the game right now because I know I'm going to win. But let's go back to my <laughs> nightmare. So I had this, like, nightmare that I woke up from around 11. I think I went to bed at, like, 9. I watched Rick and Morty and just started passing out. And it was almost like the breaking news, like that moment you just created. It was breaking news. The world was over. And I went like this. <gasps> and then I woke up. Was it like a hashtag, like cancel the world? No. I mean, the millennials are definitely going to do that soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I did have that like panic moment. I woke up and I looked at the clock. I'm like, shit, I got plenty of time to sleep. This is awesome. Went back to sleep. 
And then all I remember were really pleasant things happening in my dreams. I don't remember them, but I remember waking up and rolling over a couple of times and it was like pleasant. And so that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but the end of the world thing, it's kind of feeling real. Yeah. <laughs> we need uh, to ask someone about that. A we, dream yeah. expert. Oh, that's a great idea. That'd be fun. Right? Yeah. I um, unfortunately suffer from night terrors. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but probably once a month, I wake up screaming bloody murder in our bed. Poor Laura. Ah, that's it, so wow. scary. I know. It's it's just a thing some people have. Um, really? Yeah. Do you remember you the done... terrors? No. Yeah, that's Sometimes, but rarely. Is it like Steven coming at you with an axe or something? It's always Steven. He's this... In it's fact, I didn't get them until I met Steven. That's daily, though. <laughs> Like, um, yeah, exactly. But it's it's a real thing. Night terrors are um, sometimes they're just in children, but sometimes they stick with you. Have so. you ever had sleep paralysis, Jeff? Yes, and it's that's a symptom of night terrors as well. I, I built a photography studio in my room and had sleep paralysis, so I had two soft boxes next to my bed, and for ten minutes straight, I couldn't breathe, and I felt people were just staring at me sleeping. It like you can't move your body. What still... do you mean you had two soft boxes? Uh, those are like the big photography like black things with the lights inside. Okay, soft boxes. So I was sleeping in bed. I woke up. You can't control your breathing. You can't move a muscle. You're just kind of like aware, and everything's kind of blurry. Yeah. And it looks like people are over you, staring at you while you sleep. Oh, I've had that happen to me before. I thought that was just like a panic nightmare. No, sorts. it's sleep paralysis. Oh, Scary. yeah, where you just can't move at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened yeah. to me when someone was trying to break into my room once at the at a hotel <laughs> yikes and um and i just literally froze and i was sweating and like couldn't move yep was somebody actually trying to break in yeah, yeah. oh wow that's yeah. a bad oh, time you were with me yeah you remember that yeah i know what hotel it was yeah me too <laughs> i actually do remember that for once um that was really scary but yeah um so so jeff have you had them since a child yeah yeah i have and- do we need a night terror expert to come on the show for people? I should. It'd actually be really interesting. I've learned a lot about them. Um, but there is, like, the whole, like, nighttime dreamscape, night terrors. It is a really fascinating rabbit hole. So if you're into that, Marie, I'll definitely, I can book someone. I like having dreams study? analysis, huh? anal- analyzed and stuff, yeah, too. For sure. We could make it a twofer. We could bring on, like, a medical and then a spiritual to talk all about dreams. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Jeff, have you ever had the things put on your head and done like a sleep study? I I sleep pretty well, so I don't need to do a sleep study. Unfortunately, night terrors, you can't really like cure them. Oh. So I'll just... So like <laughs> once a month, what's it look like in your bedroom for poor Laura? Well, <laughs> it's rough. I wake up... I it's want usually, the visual. It's usually around 2 or 3 a.m. And I sit up with my eyes wide open. I don't blink and I'm just screaming. <laughs> and um, if... It's actually bad to wake someone up when they have night when they're in the middle of a night terror because um they won't fall asleep for like a couple days. So you just have to sit there and like suffer through she can't hug you or anything? No. So usually she'll get up and just walk, kind of walk away, um get get a water. I know. What do your neighbors think? Get a water. Uh our upstairs neighbor we're close to luckily, so it's okay. So they're like, "Oh, no problem." Yeah, it's, I feel <laughs> I really. I don't think you're murdering your wife. <laughs> I feel terrible about it. I didn't learn till I went to camp. It? Your neighbor? Have your neighbors heard it? Col- well, I told Colin before I moved in. He's a really nice guy, so he pretends he doesn't hear. But Jeff, you didn't learn till you went to camp. I need to hear this story. Yeah, our, my poor, <laughs> poor camp counselor. It's true. I'm like in this. I'm a seven year old boy, just like from the Midwest. Like, hey everyone, I'm like my happy little self. Um, and on the third night, I wake up screaming bloody murder and. My camp counselor had never dealt with night terrors before, so of course it was horrifying. 
And luckily, the nurse at the camp knew what they were. But it's a yikes. You know, if that's my only chronic illness or whatever, I'm very has lucky. She, has Laura, like, um, written the things you've said? It's mostly just screaming. And it's also a lot of sorry. It's like a lot of, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Which <laughs> I wonder what a therapist would say about that. Do you remember I, the I think... dream? No, no, usually not. I think you carry a lot of guilt, Jeff. <laughs> I think so too. I candidly like in the, some is... of the work I've done in therapy. There's there is a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I wonder. So I wonder two things. I wonder one if horrible things happened to you as a child that you've blocked, and I wonder if that is something that truly does happen for people. Um, or comp- are you a good compartmentalizer like me? Yeah, I can be. Okay. I, I can bury things pretty well. Meredith, you're from the Midwest. Can you relate to this? No. 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 <laughs> Burying passive-aggressive emotions. Why does it have something to do with the Midwest? Well, at least, in, at least in the Ohio, I feel, people can bury things or passive aggression rather than dealing with things. Well, because they're all supposed to be nice, right? Is there like this, like, presum- there's a presumption that the Midwesterners always are, like, Friendly and Sunshine nice. And, yeah, yeah, which is a good thing. But I think the downside and the thing I've learned to embrace from my coastal friends is you got to let it out sometimes. Yeah. So just, nice. what do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree with that? I mean, I, I, I don't think I hold things in like that. No, Meredith's from Chicago. It's yeah. so different. Chicago is different. Jeff, yes. I want you to find out if the, if there's like more people with night terrors in the Midwest, if that's their way of letting it out. Maybe I'll look into it. I'll look at the stats. Yes. Let's look at the statistics. And then I also wonder if perhaps there's like a serial oh. killer inside of Jeff that we don't know. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> bad things did he do? It's true. He pretends to <laughs> From ages one to six, Jeff and was a serial going to get us. <laughs> it's a lot of people-pleasing tendencies. That's the diagnosis that I've kind of worked through. Yeah. So um, it's good. You know, I'm working on it. It's it's all good. It's so, my shadow self. So it's once a, a month-ish? About that. Yeah, maybe once every couple months. Okay. But was it more frequent before therapy? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So- it's all-, all right, friends. Let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me. I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days, and I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor, and it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios, and then I got addicted, and now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I mean, listen, like I don't know a lot I just have good instincts. And to me, it's a lot of repressed shit that's just blah There's in some the middle truth of the night. It's, you know what? I've like listened to the Kelly Casau shadow episode. And I've the shadow work's been helpful for me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we all have our sides that we're not as proud of. But that are still a really important part of who we are. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, from uh, COVID parties to incubators 
to Jeff's potential serial killer um, <laughs> side. <laughs> As I cackle. Let's talk about the 4th of July. So normally we'd have amazing things lined up, like beach barbecue parties, like Ooh. travel. Meredith, you probably have the most fabulous life out of all of ours. What <laughs> would you normally be doing on the 4th of July? And then what are you doing? I'm basically doing what I normally do, except for I don't have friends coming <laughs> with me, but I'm spending at my mom's in the beach. So I'm going to go to the beach and we're going to go eat outside and drink by at a restaurant by the water. Okay. But there's no fireworks. No fireworks. Oh, are we having fireworks in California? I doubt it, right? I haven't found any. I tried finding I some. Just like maybe there's a place you can drive up and see them, and mm-hmm. I haven't really found yeah. anything. Okay. I yeah, think it's a we very get expensive... them every night here, so Same with really, us. we don't need them. Yeah, the random ones at 11 and 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. Yeah. Those have been nice. Exactly. I have yeah. had enough. Two years and ago, we went to our neighbors them. that have a beach house up north, and we went and we spent it with them. Last year, I don't think we did anything too fab, like just something in the backyard. But... I did have this shirt, and I keep forgetting to wear it on the 4th. So Meredith told me she was getting all decked for the show today, which inspired me to get decked, although I look more decked than you look, and you tried to be decked. That's messed up. (laughs) Yeah, I got my high pony. I got my red earrings. That's so cute. I love it. You know, the reds aren't all matching, but whatever. Nobody really sees that up close. I can't tell. Um, Yeah, so let's do our trivia, and then we can bring Mark in after that. Okay. Um, Okay. Uh, so this is, uh, Stephen, I want some music if we can get it. Um, okay. This is 4th of July trivia. I have 10 quick questions for us. And if you're in the car, listen to the podcast. I want you to play along. All right. First one. John Adams had this idea as a 4th of July staple, which is now a tradition every year across America on the 4th. I didn't hear the question. Meredith, well, <laughs> luckily Meredith nailed it. Uh, the question was, what did John Adams, what was his idea that's now become a staple all across the country? And it's fireworks. Wow, blow Meredith. Shit. Did he say fireworks? Did he say, like, blow shit up? Uh, I think the exact word for word was blow shit up, um, per Stevens. Thanks. So. Okay. <laughs> what? No, no, no. He said, we want illuminations from one end of this continent continent to the other moving forward on every fourth that's so cool all right very interesting thank you john adams love john adams okay how many stars did the first american flag have 12 close 11 less close 13 13 steven how come i knew it was like something small like that 13 colonies 13 13 colonies colonies. good job guys i forgot how many colonies it was i just knew it was around there (laughs) it was very close um okay this is a kind of unsettling one how many hot dogs how many pounds of hot no just hot dogs how many hot dogs are consumed across america each fourth of july how many hot dogs total okay well i at least eat two i'm saying half a million no way more we have how many people in this country about 325 million people in the country yeah so so i would say about 500 million hot dogs uh, not quite. 500 million? <laughs> yes, everybody eats at least one. I eat two hot dogs. How many people are in our country? 325 million. So you got to imagine that at least some of them are going to have two. Having two? Can we say 1.2 billion? <laughs> According to Forbes, 155 million hot dogs are consumed each 4th of July. I was closer than all of those you. Those are rookie numbers. We got to up those numbers. Don't worry, I said a half a million. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Next, uh, who was the first person to sign the Declaration of Independence? Oh, um, Thomas, Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. Benjamin Franklin. 
actually John Adams. Not not correct so far. What what's the euphemism we use? Put your blank right here. John, John Hancock. Hancock. Oh, John shit. Hancock. Him, yeah. yeah. I should know that. We have the Hancock building. Well, <laughs> next time, next time someone asks you. Um, how many fireworks gatherings are there across the country on a typical 4th of July? Like community gatherings. In each state? Total in the country. Oh. 155 million. Hold on. So we got <laughs> 50, 100, 500. More than that. I'm going to say about 1,700. That's very close, Stephen, actually. 1,700? 15,000. Oh, wait. So Stephen wasn't close. What the? <laughs> Thanks, Sorry. Jeff. I did my math wrong. It's that seal piss, Jeff. It's, it's the seal it's the piss. Seal piss. <laughs> Nutritious. 15,000 across the country. Wow. All right. This is an interesting one. Uh, which is the larger population? The current day population of Los Angeles or the population of America in 1776? The current day population of California. Uh, just L.A. I mean, just L.A., whatever. Uh, you're right. Right now, there are 4 right. million people in L.A., and at the time wow. of the independence, there was only 2.5 million people in this whole country. Kind of interesting. Uh, true or false, beer sales highest around 4th of July? False, Super Bowl. True. Actually true. Yeah, it is the 4th of July, oh. according, yeah, to the, um, according to the Beer Institute. Um, okay. Can I work there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's the Beer Institute? It sounds amazing. I want to go live at the Beer Institute. Right? That'd be so fun. Let's find out who the CEO of the Beer Institute is and bring him on. And we all have to be hammered hammered for the show. (laughs) All right. um, How many cities and counties have the word liberty across our country? How many cities and counties have liberty where? uh, Just in the word. So like Liberty, Kentucky, for example. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Oops. (laughs) 33. That question's a little less interesting, isn't it? All right, we'll end on a fun one. Who knows who wrote the lyrics to the Star Spangled Banner? I know this. He was on a ship, and he was watching... Christopher Columbus! Oh, God. (laughs) Is that a real person? I think Christopher Columbus had been long gone by that point. Um, All right, I'll give you a clue. It it was a poem, right, Jeff? It was a poem. It was a poem. His last name helps you unlock doors. Keegan-Michael Keegan. No, I'm just kidding safeguard <laughs> it is key <laughs> philip I, scott key that's close steven it's very close it's actually francis scott key oh is the man that wrote oh the lyrics of the kevin would have got mr patreon would have gotten, gotten that all right mr patreon's banned from my show all right i think mark murphy's itching to get on the grill so i think we want to bring him all in. right let's uh let's put up a slate i'm gonna move over to the kitchen everyone <laughs> That was it, yeah. Unfortunately, yes, Meredith. Those are all of the questions. I didn't do so. Oh, shoot. I don't have my intro for um, Mark. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, hey, everybody. This is the show. What's up, Better Gather fans? We're in the booth and making time for Maria to get her notes. And we're back. Alrighty. Here I am, everybody. Everybody. Here I am, baby. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? We can hear you. Can you hear yourself? I can. Can you see me? We can see you. Can you see the food? We can see counter? the food in three shots. Today, of food. Ooh, Chef Mark Murphy is going to help us make a watermelon mint feta salad and a ah. grilled romaine dish. He is, uh, of course, a well-respected American chef, restaurateur, and TV personality best known for chopped holy moly 
44 seasons on the Food Network. Damn. He's also <laughs> appeared on Guy's Ranch Kitchen beating Bobby Flay. I've done that too. The Today Show. Oh, I've done that too. Uh, to name a few. Mark's the author of Season with Authority, Confident Home Cooking, his top-selling cookbook. And he's launched uh, a new debut podcast, Food 360, with Mark Murphy, produced by iHeartRadio. Today, like I said, he's going to help us demo the world's best watermelon side salad and grilled romaine, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes Mark Murphy. Mark, you're sideways. And yes, I'm seeing. A I'm sideways. Side. There we go. I'm there sorry. we go. Hi, Mark. <laughs> How's it going? So good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Good What's going to see on? you. Thanks for being here. Well, you know, here we are. We're all on. We're all on on on, on the phone somewhere somehow, which is great. We don't have to travel very much. Yeah. How how are you? Uh, liking this quarantine thing like now and i mean july 2nd not like march and april when it was cool <laughs> well here's the here's the thing and i feel sort of guilty because you know i'm home with my family and a couple friends who have been here for quite a while and um i i get to do what i love to do every day i cook dinner i cook lunch uh i just get to cook and play around with food and i gotta tell you that's my it's it's my favorite thing to do anyway, and I just get to do it for my loved ones, which is kind of nice. Um, I would like some new company, though. I'd like some new friends, new faces. Would like we like to bring them in as well, but you know, it's it it, it it'll run its course. Pick me, <laughs> pick me. I'm Corona free. I got tested yesterday. I can come right over, and I well, will gladly eat all of your food. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very nice of you. Very nice of you. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiejis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. How are you guys holding up? Okay, the show's doing well. Yeah, we're we're holding up. We're holding up. I um, I think it's it's definitely getting a little sadder that it looks like this is going to be the entire year. Um, and yeah, maybe I mean, more. I think you know, for us, especially at Chopped, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do, how productions are going to keep going, and uh, I've been having some very hopeful conversations with producers, trying to pitch some new shows and things like that, but. I think there's a way to start doing this in a safe manner. I think and it's it's uh it's all a matter of learning something new and I think we're all learning new things right now and it's a matter of, you know, a little patience we'll get there. Yeah, for sure. Well, you um you love cooking, I have to ask. I love cooking as well. I hate the shopping part. Are you having someone else do that part for you? No, well, you know, I've been doing a lot of online things, trying to support friends and and, and restaurants and so on and so forth. For example, uh, Joe's Stone Crab down in uh, in in, uh, in Miami, which I love that restaurant. It's been around for many many years, and we go every year for the Food and Wine Festival. And 
you know, you, you can order from some of these restaurants uh, and, they'll, and, they'll, and they'll deliver things and, you know, frozen or whatever. And then you put them together. We had, uh, I feel like trying to support people. So you, there's, there's ways to do it that way. Um, I use an online shopping um, uh, or thing here out in New York. Uh, it's called Our Harvest. And the guy who started it, Mike, it's this great organization. It's really, it's only in the, it's only in Manhattan, I think, in the tri-state area right now. But and it's really literally trying to get the food right from the farms to people's homes and uh, with sort of cutting out the middleman. So trying to get more money in the farmers pockets, money in their pockets. So I think it's a it's a great organization. They don't have it's not like I don't know if you know Fresh Direct or any of these places, but they they don't have everything, but mm -hmm. they have specific things that are in season. And they'll buy like chicken from one farm who's doing organic work and, and, and I'll buy that. It's great. So it's 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 a lot of fun. I mean, you know, you get to you play around with it a bit. That's cool. It sounds like you've figured it out. I wonder, you sound like maybe the only person who stayed in New York. I feel like everyone left. <laughs> well, I'm out. In, I'm out in Long Island. I, okay. I, uh, I'm out in Long Island, so we've got okay. a little more. Let him a little more room. When out you here. said Manhattan, Mark, I was like, ah, he might be the only one left in there. <laughs> now there's a, there's still a few. I go back and forth. I still go there. I still have you know. There's still things going on there. It's not. Yeah. It's not completely empty. <laughs> so. When I heard Chopped has gone on for 44 seasons, I like fell off my chair and choked on my feta cheese. Like 44 <laughs> seasons? I'm, you know, when you said that in the intro, I was sort of scratching my head. I was thinking, wait, has it been that long? Wow, I'm getting old. But yeah, we've been making a lot of those shows and, uh, and they just keep going. You know, I, I love what I love <clears> about the show. And I know that you're, you're a fan. I, I you heard you were a fan of the show and you liked it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really the fact that you get to, you know, we get to meet people in the industry, in our industry that, that are just passionate about food, passionate about ingredients. And we're passionate about that as well, but we're also passionate about their stories. And, and, and I feel like that some of these people's stories when they come in and, and they show us what they've got and who they are and, the, the kind of characters they are it's, it's it's really beautiful because i think that people in the restaurant industry and the food industry are are very they have big hearts and they're always giving and giving and giving and um that, that's one of the great things i love about the show and the other thing is really sort of educating the world sometimes about certain ingredients that sometimes we don't even know much about and we learn about them on set and mm -hmm. uh and you know the viewers are going to sort of we, we sort of feel like we were entertaining but we're also somehow tricking people into learning some stuff every once in a while. Yeah. I wonder, um, for you, you have a new podcast. Um, you obviously, you know, you're so busy. Is there something that you haven't ventured into that you want to venture into? Oh boy. I mean, right now I just, you know, if, if there was something I could venture into to, to help heal this this world right now uh, with all of the uproar and all the, everything going on, I would love to help out somehow, but I, I, I don't know. And it's interesting because I was, I was talking with my aunt the other day and I was like, you know, as a chef, I feel sort of powerless right now. I can't just go and cook and help, so to speak. It's like, that's not what we really need right now in a certain sense. And, uh, and we were talking and she said, you know, just by thinking about it and thinking about, you know, what the problems are and, and listening and, and, and talking to friends. And I think that's important right now. I think that, Later on, there will be something hopefully I can get involved with and get and, and do more to help. I, I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's tough right now and um, it's pretty emotional. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I feel the same. I feel it's, the same. Uh, it's tough. Well, let's do what we do best. Let's make some food. Exactly. Well, why don't we do this? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, let's, let's make this, this, this is one of my, this is one of my wife's favorite salads. 
it's it's super simple. You guys called. You said, right, so a little side dish for for the holiday this weekend. It's fresh. It's exciting. It's just, it's delicious. It's very simple. Watermelon feta and uh, and mint. Mm-hmm. And another one of my things I always make, and because I, I always seem to have romaine in the fridge, I'm always I just throw it in the grill. Lemon juice. And it's just like the fresh. Uh, it goes with anything. It goes with ribs. It's it's sort of these are the these are the these are the side dishes you want to sort of lighten up the meal. If you're having a bunch of burgers and hot dogs, which I mean, of course people will be having this weekend, you know, a little a little watermelon salad to go with that lightens up the day, mm-hmm. and so does a, a grilled romaine salad. Do you know how so many hot to... dogs are consumed on the Fourth of July, Mark? We just no, had I'm, a little, little trivia scared. game. I'm a little scared to know. How many? I already forgot. Jeff, how many? I'm on it. It's 155 <laughs> million. Yeah. 155 million. That. And speaking of hot dogs, Maria, I do want to make sure that we're uh, grills heating up. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Perfect. Okay. I, I got you. Awesome. Um, I, you know My what I love, on. too, about this is, you know, I forgot about grilled romaine. So I love that you're reminding us about just fresh ingredients and just yummy, healthy stuff because... I'm really in this place where I'm focusing on trying to get as many different nutrients in my body as possible. And so when you think about just like a fresh watermelon feta salad with some mint or some grilled romaine, these are really delicious things that have so much taste that, you know, you don't think of. Like for me, 4th of July, I'm like, okay, break out the hot dogs, the ketchup, the mustard, let's like grill up some jalapeno, let's get the potato chips. But you're right. Like these are amazing. So I have my bowl of watermelon here. Okay. And then I'm going to chop dice, up let's, some let's mint. Dice it up. Okay. And then how much I'm mint am I taking? Uh, you know, just I usually just like to tear the mint. Um, you know, if you got a little bit, it's it's really you know this isn't really I I don't think I've ever really written a recipe for this because it's sort of it's it's up to you really. I mean, okay. it's how much mint you want. You can add a little more. You can add a little less. Um, but yeah, I just like to tear it and throw it in there. I'm cut um, up some but, of these you know, bigger pieces. Mint is one of those one of those nice herbs that you want to. I'm I'm dicing up mine. I'm sorry, I can't. Are we are we are we on are we on good timing here? Yeah, we're good. So the mint, okay. you actually just peel each little leaf. I just take the leaves and rip them. I'll okay. just I'll just take the leaves like this and just rip them like that and toss them right in there. Okay. Let's not get complicated here. Okay. I like that. I mean, if you want, you know, mint is one of those herbs that bruises kind of easily. So if you were going to cut it, you want to slice it. Let me just, let me give you a quick little demo for prettiness. And that's, that's a culinary term. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So what I do is, can we see this right here? If you get up close, you you fold the the mint over and you do not push the knife down because you're going to bruise the actual green. Got it. You slide your knife backwards like this. And this way you're slicing it and you're keeping it nice and green. And that's all about presentation. So you can either slice it like that or you know what? It's a barbecue. He loves me. And this is great for the kids. Just tear it up. He loves me not. He loves me. There you go. (laughs) He loves me not. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. And then the then then the feta, I usually just dice it or I crumble it, of course. And I, I feel bad because all I had in the fridge was French feta. I should have Greek feta. Oh, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, okay, so okay. I threw my feta in with Toss my feta in with my watermelon, watermelon and your mint, and my mint. I've got my delicious salad here. And that looks so it, really. good. I mean, look, toss it together. Whoops! Try to keep it in the bowl. And then you played it. I mean, I got to tell you. And by the way, you're absolutely right about trying to keep things fresh and healthy. And 
fresh ingredients like this so important. I mean, I guess, you know, for me, I, I was born and raised in France and Italy. So I, 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 I like the ingredients to let the do let them do their own talking, actually, yeah. especially with Italian food, because it's just you want to. And I do sometimes if I want I take a little crunchy salt and just drizzle that on there to give it a little extra pop. OK, I got my salt in my shaker here. I'll just throw a little. Perfect. And I'm gonna, I've already, I've got. Well, <laughs> that on? was the salt paper. This is the salt that Jeff knocked over earlier. I'm fired. And clearly didn't put back together properly. I am so fired. <laughs> oh, boy. Here okay. we go. Oh, you know, Jesus. So, by the way, the romaine, I'm, I'm, I'm inside, but I got a grill pan. I'm just putting a little olive oil, salt, and pepper, and I'm tossing it right on my grill pan. Okay. Let's see if and this by the way, it, it always actually, and you know, you were just saying earlier about reminding you about grilled romaine and the freshness and the just, you know. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. What it is. And you're right. Every time I seem to make this romaine salad, people are like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. Why don't I do this more often? I'm yeah. Like, well, it's, it's you just got to think about it, really. <laughs> it's and true. I, like to have a lemon. I, I like to put a lemon on there and squeeze it on right at the end, right at the end when it comes when it comes up. And I will grill it most about 75 percent down on the, you know, the, the, the cut side. Uh huh. And then I'll flip it over to warm the leaves. So what do I do the with the side. lettuce? I have to cut it down just this way. Cut it right down the middle. Uh, or quite see. I'm going to put it. Hold on. Let me let me look real quick. Hold on. Let me see what you're doing. There you go. You got to have the. I'm having the romaine lettuce. That's perfect. Voila. Voila. Now put a little olive oil, salt, and pepper on that. That might be a little tough order right now, but we'll, well get the, the salt. Maybe you want to. We'll get the olive oil on. <laughs> we we got to get a little olive oil, and then you need to find somebody who's going to help you with the salt. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Yes, yes. Jeff, it was working for me on? earlier. Then I dropped it. I'm busted. Oh, How do boy. I get? Maybe I can undo this and take a little. Or you can run in and get me some salt or like I'm, ask somebody for help. I will definitely phone a friend. Here, I got it. Now it's all just poured everywhere. <laughs> phone, a phone a friend. Phone a friend. Okay, I got it. It's it's definitely this is the comedy hour here. Okay, so I've it. got it on my grill. How okay. long do you leave it on the grill for? I you know, it depends how hot it is. I've bought, I've just put mine on. It's been about three minutes and check this out. I'm flipping it. You yeah. see the a little bit of color there, right? And what I'll do now is I've flipped it, and I'm going to go right on top here with my lemon juice. Okay. And by the way, that lemon, you know, you see all the little crevices there, all the little areas of the leaf, boom, it's all going to go sinking in there. Oh, and this is one of these yeah. things, look, if you've got if you got a lot going on, you're a lot of grilling, a lot of food going on, you can do this a little ahead of time. It's not going to go bad. 
you can just put it out in the out in the buffet and it's ready to go. I yeah, mean, it's just not, I like it because what I would do when I'm done with this, I would I would sprinkle some feta onto this too. Ooh, there you go. Right, you like I would could. salt, or, pepper, lemon, some... throw oregano and some feta. Damn, that would be yummy. Well, here you're going straight. You're going straight Greek salad. Going <laughs> on there, huh? I understand. Yeah. I heard that's. Uh, I heard that's in the cards over at your house, probably. I had created little Greek salad um, uh, romaine boats where I would chop up all the ingredients fine and put it on the romaine lettuce, like a strong piece, and then eat it like a boat mm-hmm. with the salad dressing on it. I would that's spray nice. it. Um, you know, I'm no, I'm Are no you, Mark Murphy, but... Do you get to go but... back to Greece a lot? Do you get to go back to Greece a lot? Um, I, I used country. to pre-pandemic. Um, yeah. I was just <laughs> texting a friend this morning how sad I am that I won't be able to come this summer, but... You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like yeah, anybody's a, going to be so. A, a lot of friends of mine. I have a friend of mine who's Greek as well, and she's she's usually it's the month of August in Greece, and this year, no go, not happening. Yeah, it's sad. So, so here, here, this, this is this was. I mean, talk about simple. I want everybody, you guys, whoever's watching this. I mean, people always, you know, chefs and they complicate. Listen, this is simple. So easy. This is easy. You two can do this. I, I always say that people are like, oh, I don't know how to cook. I'm like, okay, we'll start with the easy stuff and work on the knife skills. And then you can move into the more complicated. Thing. Yeah. But this is super simple. Do we just take this and eat it like this though? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We got to chop Wait. this up. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can, no, well, you can, you can cut it up or you can, hold on. Let me flip my camera around. Okay. Here. I'm flipping my lettuce now to its other side to toast the yep. other side correct and then i'm going to squeeze a little lemon yep on top squeeze a little lemon on there yes a little lemon from my trees by the way oh there you go where citrus. are you anyway where i'm you got in lemons growing california i have a whole citrus oh. grove here oh i just finished reading a book about citrus in italy the history of the citrus in italy it was fantastic and i just it's actually probably coming out next week on my podcast i i was so excited about the book that I went and uh, found the author who lives in Wales and interviewed her on my podcast. No it way. Was really, really interesting. Absolutely. What really was like the coolest cool. piece of history from, from citrus in Italy? Well, one of the things that they, they was funny, there was this, the, a drink that's called the Garibaldi. The Garibaldi is a, is Campari and blood oranges from Sicily. Mm-hmm. And it's because he was the one who tried liberating Italy and his soldiers wore red and it was such a red drink. So they call it the Garibaldi. I thought that was kind of cool. And also the bergamot, the citrus, how, how it's used and how it's how it's produced and it's it, everything was um the history it was just it was so funny because when i was reading the book i was like this book is too small for the amount of history here and I, when i talked to her for the interview i said you must have had to have a lot more you wanted to put a lot more information in that book and she goes yeah i really did but it was you know trying it was really interesting so cool um i very, have very blood cool. oranges as well out here oh, blood orange trees so i, I make it. blood orange margaritas you might and want to come to my blood... house, Mark. I don't know if we're going know, to your house. Really. I got the citrus. The, the blood oranges are also supposed to be very, very healthy for you. Oh, yeah. They're really good in my margaritas, that's for sure. How's it going over there? What's um, happening? Is so this, I'm good. I just turned it off. Don't burn the house down. Exactly. So I've got my, <laughs> my grilled romaine with my lemon, my salt, and pepper. Perfect. And I chop this, pop it in the bowl that's now holding my battery-operated salt shaker. Is that what I do? <laughs> you know what you can either just leave the romaine whole on a platter and then when people come by the buffet they can take a whole one or you can chop it up and put it in the salad it's 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 up to you it depends on what you want to do oh there you go 
Well, there's a chop for you. Yes. Okay. Um, really, I, somebody, I hope whoever broke that pepper mill is going to be in trouble. I can tell. By the way, that that's knife. the second one that broke today. So I was bringing out the salt and pepper shakers this morning and they both <laughs> crashed and broke. So it's only oh, no. appropriate that the, my backup would break. So <laughs> here we go. Jeff's, this is, this is an expensive food segment for Jeff now. Cause now yes. he's going to have to replace my salt. It's coming out of my salary. Um, so, so this is easy. We just chop it up and we eat it done there you go this is the simplest thing ever a little watermelon feta mint salad and i have mint in my garden so it's nice to have fresh Mm -hmm. um spices and things you know to garnish with i put it on my drinks and the romaine lettuce like i i'm grateful that we got to do this because like i said i need those reminders everything feels like it's a mountain to climb like it's so much work and when you break it down to simple things like this, these are simple, healthy things that you can have at your barbecue this weekend, all alone, um, that you can enjoy. And then Instagram <laughs> it, share it with your friends, and make them jealous that they wish exactly they were doing it. They, they can have a side of hot dog with their romaine salad. Seriously, no, I'm I'm really I love it. I'm grateful for it because we all need these ideas, and simple is easiest. Um, I have to say you lived in Italy. I know your, your dad was a diplomat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was born in Milan. I was born in Milan and I did grow up uh, probably about eight or nine years in Italy and about eight or nine years in France as well. We, we traveled a lot. My father was a diplomat. So every two or three years we picked up and went somewhere else. Was that something that you now are grateful for? Was Uh, it tougher when you were a kid? As a kid, it was tough, you know, having to make new friends and always picking up and going somewhere else. But uh, obviously now, I mean, the experiences I got, the food I got to eat, the, uh, the people I got to meet was really, it was really important. And I think it really did. It definitely formed, you know, who I am today. And I think that going into the cooking industry was really much easier for me because mm-hmm. my palate had already seen and tasted and, and gotten, you know, so much of that is already ingrained in me that I, I was, I was very lucky in that sense. And also, you know, I got lucky enough. I grew up speaking three languages, so it didn't really it sort of just happened. People are like, oh my gosh, he's so smart. He speaks so many languages. Like, well, it wasn't like I'm smart. I mean, that's what they spoke. I mean, we just talked. It was yeah. when you're in the playground. If you can't talk to the kids, you're really in trouble. So, if you had to live anywhere else other than Long Island, or wherever wherever we are these days, um, I always do say that my real my home is probably uh, if I wasn't here, it would be Rome. I love yeah. Rome. It's, Me too. Uh, I knew I feel, you were going to say that. Yes. I, I feel I feel most comfortable there. Oh, I, I love the, the people. I love the food. I love the I, I love the speed. The pace is nice. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went for my honeymoon two years ago, so uh-huh. we've gone to Greece forever. And on our honeymoon, my husband's Italian. I was like, "Honey, we got to go to Italy," and <laughs> we went. And Rome was everything, everything. The food, yeah. the the sights, the energy. I I loved it so much there. Um, you'll never have a better cup of coffee anywhere, I think, in the world. <laughs> oh my God, I want to go back there just for the coffee. Oh, I mean, the whole place, the places. I actually last October was it the October before we I rented an apartment there for a month, and I um I was trying to maybe try to get some work over there. I have an agent over there now, but not, nothing's materialized yet. But I'm like, I want to work over here. Why not? It's a good place to be. I hear you. Um, have you ever stayed at the J.K. Roma? No. Ah! Ah! What is that? The Where is best it? hotel, I think, in Rome. JK okay. Roma. There's a couch in the elevator. That's all I got to say. It is a- the best 
The food was amazing. Um, and, and oh my God, the breakfast buffets were insane. It was like, yeah, we went all out. It was amazing. You should definitely yeah, go well, there. Well, I mean, if it's your honeymoon, I hope you're going all out. But you know, yeah. when I travel, I'm a big proponent of, of renting an apartment because, uh, you know, hotels are okay if you're just going to be there for a couple of days. But for me, I'd rather, if I'm going to try to go somewhere, one, I like to at least spend a week there because I feel like What's the use of going all the way that that distance without staying for at least a week? Mm -hmm. And then if you if you rent an apartment, you have to actually go out to a store and you have to buy your stuff you want for breakfast or have your staples in the house. And and I just feel like when you travel, you feel like you're more part of a community and you get to see more things because when you're in a hotel, you don't go to a grocery store. Right. Totally. Because it's like, well, I don't need anything. But going into a, like if you're renting an apartment in Paris and having to go to the grocery store in Paris, that's part of the culture and part of the experience. And mm -hmm. I love that sort of that aspect of it. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. Also, I don't like somebody coming and making my bed every day. Like, leave me alone. I'm just going to come in and go out and see the city and, you know, do do what I want to do and nobody bother me. And I, so I do like, I do like renting an apartment usually when I travel because it's just more, I don't know. I just feel like I'm more part of everybody else there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. I, um, Which I, right now I would do anything to travel anywhere. I mean, I'll stay, I'll, I would do I'll stay anything. in the, I'll stay in the porta potty outside. I'm fine. Mark, I would do anything. So, so my instinct when I'm like sad or whatever, I'm like, okay, I'm either going to go away or I'm going to the movies and I can't do either. <laughs> There's oh, no. no escaping. I so I know. well it's... now it's cooking. Now it's cooking the escape. I think, uh, I was just talking to a friend of mine. I was doing another podcast with this guy named David Rose, and he's a chef in Atlanta. And he said it really beautifully. He's like, you know, I can't control what's going on in the world, but I can control what's going on in my kitchen. And that's what I'm doing. I'm cooking, yeah. you know, and that's that's a good feeling. Yeah, I was doing that every day in the beginning, and I was so giddy and excited. And then I just kind of went. <laughs> so, um, but now you've got me re-inspired. So I'm really excited. I had um, my awesome. friend Giada on uh, on Mother's Day, and I learned how to make fluffy pancakes, um, well, which I never Giada knows knew. how to make a fluffy pancake. Damn, that was good. So that was inspirational. Um, but I I'm really glad that we got the chance to do this. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, oh, great. to be on Thank the show you. and to do this. I hope we get to see you more in the future. And if you get to go to Italy and you need a friend, <laughs> okay, I'll come, I'll come <laughs> do the food shopping for you. Maybe, maybe next time we'll do this in real life. Like real, I mean, we are real life, but you know, in person would be nice. Yes, absolutely. I would love that. Um, if you guys awesome. want more info on Mark, you can find him on, uh, I'm sure social media. I don't have it in front of me, but where do we find you? Uh, it's uh, my social media is uh, at Chef Mark Murphy. Awesome. And, and I'm just going to hop in, Chef, uh, Chef Murphy, your book, uh, Season with Authority, definitely worth checking out. And of course, your podcast definitely. as well. Yeah, podcast is fun. Yeah, we're going to have a podcast too. Yeah, here we are. We're going to put a link um, to your podcast and your book in the summary so people can just click easily. Um, we try All to make right. everything simple for everyone so they don't have to work too so hard much. so thank you so much have a great floor thanks for teaching us everything today thank you happy fourth of july congratulations on everything thank Take care. you bye all right guys <clears throat> so i am very excited let's have a little of this um are you eating mm. is it salty maria oh my god why didn't i eat when i was on with them i forgot <laughs> i'm so i'm a little frazzled with everything it's good <laughs> after your salt Mm. <laughs> guys hold up this is so delicious <laughs> maria dropped the entire salt thing <laughs> <laughs>
It's totally my fault, too. But did I? I'm panicking here in my little office because this is 100% on me. I'm He's sorry. He's having a live night terror. It's a live night terror over here in the office. I am obsessed with grilling, Maria. I have mm. never had grilled romaine, though. Describe it for our podcast listeners. Crispy? First oh, of all, I don't like soggy lettuce. No, I'm a crisp kind of girl. Mm-hmm. I'm so crisp. Um, but this is freaking unbelievable. I'm going to do it this Saturday. Mm. Uh, like grilled mo- romaine, like Caesar is mm. delicious. You know what's amazing about this too? Is you get the lemon, you get the little like Himalayan salt crunch, you get the little pepper crunch. And I'm obsessed. I'm making this this weekend. I'm going to look so cool to my family. <laughs> ah. Courtesy of Chop Chef Mark Murphy. Mm-hmm. You're giving us in the booth a huge sense of FOMO. Mm-hmm. So good. That's the tastiest part of all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys. What have we learned today? We've learned that Jeff should never be allowed near a salt shaker. Oh, I'm, such a, uh, I'm just such honestly. a klutz. It's like a flashback of being at home. I knock everything over. I'm like this like lumbering... I'm just kind Jeff's of. Jeff's like a Labrador. I'm like a Labrador. That's actually the breed Super I probably happy, would be. Yeah. Goofy. Knock <laughs> shit over. Knock shit over. Yeah. Sorry, mom. <laughs> we learned a lot about Jeff today. Yeah, I hope a I didn't lot. hijack the show. Um, yeah. So um, we learned about potential future ways to have children. Yeah. We learned about morons throwing COVID parties. Roll Tide. Um, we learned, we learned about some history. We learned some history. Yep. And yeah. that's that. Oh, we still have the watermelon feta salad to eat. Oh, baby. Hold on. Let's do a little of this. Ready? Let's get a little feta, a little mint, and a little. Bye. <laughs> Swing and a miss. That didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to. I thought it worked out perfect. Um, wow! Maria, every uh, every cooking segment we do, Maria, there is something that's just absolutely hilarious. Uh, we have a lot of people in the <laughs> chat who are really looking forward to your cooking show. Perfect. And I think Jeff needs to produce it because we need the minor issues to oh, make yikes. it absolutely amazing. Live TV. Yeah, that would be perfect, guys. That watermelon salad is so bomb. Simple, sometimes the best. It's I might so stay fun. on the air so no one else can come in here and eat any oh. of this. So <laughs> you, you guys keep working yeah. in your corners. I'll keep eating over here. Mayor, what are you doing for 4th of July? Well, I'm barbecuing tonight. For two? And then tomorrow, I don't think it's going to be great weather, but Saturday I'll go to the beach and then we're going to eat outside by the water. Do it for you too? Uh, my mom's friend is also coming um, and staying in a hotel. Ooh. Hey, oh. Yeah. Big party. Ladies night. <laughs> but Marita, you know what I do with the watermelon salad? What? With my dressing is I actually throw a little Tabasco in it. So Ooh. it gives it a little kick. Whoa. Whoa. That well, might yeah. be a little crazy, but I'm going to tell you this it's doesn't so even fun. need dressing. This is so amazing. I'm so excited. I have Mark an idea, Murphy's Maria. My favorite. I have an idea, guys. We need to take a watermelon and turn it into a vodka mar- watermelon and then make the watermelon feta salad. Nah. And that's the next I level. Don't know. We need Mare's tequila. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mare's tequila. Guys, Mezcal. How are we going to punish Jeff? 
make him drink a bottle of vodka. That would be punishing Yikes. us. <laughs> <laughs> you could leave me out of the food today. Uh, I could be forced to watch you guys all eat and enjoy it. <laughs> Jeff, go, go get a new salt, salt taker. Guys, my cooking show is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> um, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you have a safe, happy, healthy 4th of July. I hope this made you smile, laugh, even if it was laughing at me or laughing at us. <laughs> Whatever it takes to give you a laugh nowadays, I am so in for Follow us at Maria Menounos, at Jeff Crane Graham, at Stephen Lemieux Photo, at everybody else in the booth, at Meredith Ahern, wherever she is. Um, most importantly, follow Mark Murphy at... Chef Mark Murphy. Chef Mark Murphy. With a C. <laughs> With a C. Um, and remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Present.